The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome adult star on the rise, the fit freak, CJ. Welcome to the show, CJ. What's going on, man? What's good, man? You have been incredibly buzzworthy, CJ. Like, I'm glad to have you on because I'm sure a lot of your fans and the listeners are certainly curious about the man behind the Fit Freak. Yeah, man, I'm kind of busting the theme rather new, so um, I'm sure people have some questions or some things that they want to know about me. Exactly. So uh, let's kick things off. And typically, I like to start off these interviews by getting some unique stats out the way. So what's your height and weight? Um, I'm about 5'6". I'm going to say um, about 210 pounds. What's your ethnic background? Um, I'm African-American. What's your zodiac sign? Gemini. And how old are you? I'm 27. Shout out to the Geminis. I'm one too. So, uh, yeah, props to being a Gemini. That's what's up. Now let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from a city called Peoria, Illinois, about um, two and a half hours south of Chicago. So, um, yeah, people, there's other cities besides Chicago and um, Illinois. (laughs) Right, because everybody claims Chicago. They could be in, like, the deepest suburb, you know, six hours away, but they'll say they're from Chicago. Yeah, I'm definitely not from there, so, I mean, I don't tell people that, but they they automatically assume that. But, I mean, hey, that's the first thing. That's the closest city, so, I mean, is what it is. I feel you on that. What was life like for you growing up? What was young CJ like? Um, basically, uh, I, I grew up very privileged, both parents really there for me. Um, I went to private school from pre-K to, uh, eighth grade. So, I mean, very educated, ended up going and graduating college. Um, I always had this, um, fascination with adult films kind of since a young age. So it was, it was always a thought in my mind, um. Not necessarily what I thought I'd be end up doing because you, you never think you'd be here because it was kind of one of those things that um, that just sounds untouchable, undoable at some time, but, hey, we're here. Right. Okay. So you were a fan of the industry, and in the back of your mind, you just had the thought, you know, maybe I could do that one day. Um. I never thought I could do it until people told me I could. Okay, okay. But you had the tiniest thought, the idea of like, hmm, what could that be like? I always was interested in and thought I could, uh, I mean, kind of a dream of mine almost. So, hey. That's what's up, man. All right. And you're here. Well, we're we're almost there yet in, in the interview. Let's talk about what you were doing with your life prior to entering the business. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was a case manager. Um, I was like two years deep into actually after post-college graduate. Um, I actually worked for the Department of Homeland Security for a little bit, like a, a federal government job, um, working alongside ICE, if you're interested in, if you're um, familiar with that. Um, and... Yeah, I was kind of doing social work, and then um, basically one day um, I quit my job because I was 
I kind of got to a point where I was sick of working, man. Uh, I'm tired of, like, my job. I hate it. And I quit my job to honestly do um, Lyft full-time. Like, Uber, Lyft, like, stuff like that, because that was an income that I had that was, it was just there, and I didn't feel like working anymore. And one day, that got suspended. So I didn't really have too much income coming in. I had to figure it out. I was living in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and um, basically, I I heard of so many girls getting on Twitter, and I saw people get on Twitter and blowing up doing basically pornos, and I always had that thought in the back of my mind, okay, OnlyFans is popping. Um girls, I don't know if you've seen my um, my my equipment, but girls tend to tell me just like, yo, your dick's big. Um, you should probably give porn or a try. Like, I just kept getting that over and over again. So I, I had an ex-girlfriend that was starting making content with. It wasn't the best content. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A lot of people was like, um, yeah, not your best content, but, hey, we all start somewhere, you know what I mean? And um, I ended up making a Twitter, and it just ended up working. <laughs> it's OnlyFans, and that's kind of um, – I've always been good at social media. Um, I think the most – I'm not really much on TikTok anymore, but right when the pandemic came, I kind of blew up on there. But I, I just had to grow on social media, so I gave Twitter a try, and just it just worked. And I started making money, and now I do um, adult work independently, like, full-time. Very awesome, man. I love how you, you know, set out a plan, and you made it work in such a crazy way. Like, it, it just worked. Like, awesome, man. Major props on that. Um, shout out to the equipment, being the right equipment for the industry. <laughs> We're going to get into all that in a little bit. But, um, okay, so, all right, so you talked about how you got into the game. How long in total have you been doing adult work? Oh, uh, man, it's been, like, since last July, so not even a year, really. That's what's up, man. All right, so we're doing this interview basically real close to your one-year anniversary of the first time you uploaded some content. So props to yeah. you on that, man. All right, major props, major props. So let's talk about your name. Let's talk about your name in the adult industry. How did you come up with your performer name? Kind of a nickname I've had my whole life. I mean, if you know my real name, um, you'd understand it. All right, that's what's up. And you also have, I mean, you have you have your poor name, but you have the nickname as well, the Fit Freak. Where'd you come up with the Fit right. Freak? Um, I'm just I'm just saying I'm a freak. That is just <laughs> okay. I just needed I just need the second thing kind of and it it just it just fit the whole brand stuck and it just works. I love it, man. All right, props. Let's talk about your first time doing content. And in my opinion, you have kind of two firsts. You have your first time actually recording something for yourself that you uploaded, but then you also have your first time doing studio work like on an actual porn set and that kind of stuff so so take mm -hmm. the listeners into both of those first the first time that you shot mm -hmm. something period and then the first time you got actual work with a porn studio um first time i actually shot something yeah with my ex-girlfriend um i mean honestly man i just started posting my dick on twitter I already had nudes and stuff, and it just, from there, women started wanting to, to work with me. And, um, yeah, basically, um, that July was the first a little slow month, and that month after that, I was just doing really solo content, and with my girlfriend, it wasn't really good content, the boy-girl content, but, like, people saw the potential in it, like, especially because I'm, 
I'm a very different performer. I feel like uh, not every performer is shaped like me. So I think people in my, um, gravitated to my body, first and foremost. I'm one of those performers that does not need um, a woman to make content. You know, I've, I've built a good base from lifting weights from um, a young age. So I can really sit there and make content myself and and be good. But, um, yeah, my first time, like I said, mainly that um, last July, that month after, um, uploading OnlyFans content. I always had OnlyFans in the back of my mind, but I, I really went, made, went hard, man. Like, I saw an opportunity. I saw girls that were... Um, making money off of OnlyFans and doing Twitter. And I, I knew I could grow social media, so I, hey, man, I went for it. But um, versus studio work, um, I've only done one mainstream studio work, and that's what seeing fuck. And honestly, man, my work in the industry, um, not all of my um, first shoots, went good i'm not even gonna lie to you like when you're fresh into the industry you're not as professional you don't have the the equipment um that i I didn't have the equipment i had now um but my first shoot mainstream was seeing fuck that went kind of one of those shoots that just went crazy and um it just went perfectly one of my early shoots now um that i'm um shooting content and i'm used to um actually doing all this stuff, I honestly killed my shoots. I've, I, there's not too many shoots recently that went bad at all. It's, it's been very smooth, so I'm getting the hang of it. But um, it's kind of surprising where my first mainstream shoot actually, um, it just, it was great. It was a great experience. I had fun and did great numbers. But, um, yeah, I think in the future, uh I've got some opportunities to do more um, mainstream stuff. Uh, I'm sure that's going to come, but for right now, mostly I'm doing independent stuff, shooting all my stuff. i got um, health careers that I met with to create content work, but we'll see how um, deep into the mainstream stratosphere I go. I love that, man. I mean, clearly you're getting a lot of work in essence, outside of the mainstream, you know, by doing your own stuff with fellow content creators and and creating your own content. I'm sure the mainstream opportunities will continue to show up, but it's great that you are developing your own brand and that's certainly taking you up, up into the stratosphere. One thing that I want to get your take on as someone who is a content creator is how difficult is it to find talent to work with you know is it easy you know because of your look and that sort of thing to find performers to work with or you know does it take a little bit of effort to uh find Um, fellow collaborators to create scenes with yeah honestly man um i'm kind of blessed with my situation right now um one reason that i um do get a lot of work i think is the fact that I'm fit, I kind of lifted weights for like 12, 13 years. And the fact that um, I come into this industry and I'm in shape has done wonders for me. It, I think it brings me a lot of people interested in working with me because uh, I, I look good fucking. Um, a lot of people get into certain positions and they don't like the camera angle. So when your your body is looking good at um, multiple angles, um I think overall the look of my porn is a look that people like. So people tend to um, want to collab with me. I feel like because I bring something different to the table, definitely um, there's not too many bodybuilders that are um, trying to get into something like this um, with my shape. So um, I bring that aspect of fitness along with into the porn realm, I think, and 
think that's some very groundbreaking for 2023. There's not too many dudes out here that'll post them um, lifting weights, and the next second they're posting them fucking. So I think that's something that helps me get people interested in working with me. I, I really don't have too much trouble finding people to collaborate with. All right, with so um, yeah. My thing is, man, I'm very professional right now, man. I I'm not on any. There's a lot going on with the male performance. I'm sure you've heard like dudes not doing, not being professional. But I I take pride in. Um, I feel like my mom raised um, a gentleman, so I, I want to stay a gentleman for these ladies, man. Because um, man, this job is it's one of the best jobs in the whole world. Like us dudes as content creators, we don't know how freaking blessed we are to be in this position to fuck so many pretty women. Um, it's actually not an opportunity that too many males get. I, a lot of my friends tell me, like, yo, you're you're living a dream, man. A lot of dudes wish they could do that. But um, so us as male content creators, we can't we can't take that for granted. We have to um, – the way to stay in the game, man, you got to treat these girls right because they're the stars, and if they start telling other people that you're not the man, you, you're not professional, you – you're doing this, you're doing that, man. You, you don't get left. And I just want to stay as professional as possible. Keep these ladies safe. That's that's the name of the game, man. That's the, that's how you stay in this shit. I love the sound of all of that. Yeah, definitely words to live by in this industry, and words that a lot of up and coming performers. I mean, let I me mean, let me just be real. Not just up and coming performers, but even established performers need to hear because. Yeah, there there's a lot of crazy shit that's going on in the industry, and uh, especially right now. And I think a lot of performers need to uh, remember to be respectful to each other. Period. Mm-hmm. So yes, so let's talk about what you enjoy in regards to scene work. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Um, honestly, I. I love having sex, man, and the I kind of get my um, fantasies out doing stuff like this. Like, you don't really go and realize there's not like really orgies and stuff. You um, don't like, man. I had a threesome with two Asian girls, man. That just that shit just doesn't happen in real life. And off, like you can't just do that like off the street, you know. So I mean, when your when your network is connected real well, and um, people trust you, people want to work with you. Um, when the the thing with men, man, you, uh, it's all about status, man. Like women want somebody that that's bringing something to the table that's important, and it's not it's not any different and. And porn, like, um, your name and your brand and your influence is very important. And it all factors into um, people working with you. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Let's talk about the good and the bad when you're doing a porn shoot. When you're on a Mm -hmm. shoot, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? What turns me on the most? Um... Somebody that will be vocal with me back because I'm a very vocal person. I like, man, I'm I'm one of those crazy fuckers that um, be like, whose pussy is this? Like, even though I don't, it's not my pussy. It's uh, it's just my turn that second. But I, I like really getting into it and owning it and and making it look very very real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very. Um, but. Um, a turn off was honestly girl women that aren't aren't very good at giving head that it's kind of it's kind of weird on <laughs> on set where you get in the, the position and the head's not the best it's kind of you know I've had sex so many times where when you come across sometimes where it's it's the feeling ain't good it's kind of like damn it sucks. <laughs> I just, I'm no filter, man. 
I feel you, man. Listen, I appreciate the honesty and the candor. Because, I mean, it's true. I mean, just because it looks good on film doesn't mean it was actually good <laughs> as you're being yes. as it's being shot. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Let's break a scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? Um, shit. That's a good question. Probably uh, vag. I've never done anal. Probably because you're intimidating. <laughs> yeah. You got the equipment, as you said earlier. My, yeah, my sex life, girls, women just, they just haven't wanted to do anal. And they're like, no, it's not, no, it's not even an option with you. So. <laughs> we, need, we need to find you the porn girls that love anal. Yeah. Yeah, they're out there. I just, I, it's, it's the crazy part about it. I feel like I want to do it in my sex life first before I even try it with most of these, these porn girls because, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things where um, I just don't want to get into a scene and I'm not knowing what the hell I'm doing because, honestly, man, I, I've never done I'm 27 years, never done in my life, so it's kind of crazy. I'm sure that will change very soon, especially now that you've put it out there. So don't okay. worry about that, CJ. Don't worry about that. In a scene, do you enjoy being rimmed? And I'm asking you this in particular because you were on the See Him Fuck website. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly do like it, man. It's one of those things where you can knock it till you try it. Um, honestly, I've only been rimmed like twice in my life, though. And it's not. I feel like it's not a thing that many girls want to do, um... In like actual, there's actual sex life. It's it's very hot in porn, and people people eat it up. It's definitely sells, but I don't I don't find too many girls that um actually want to do it outside of porn. So, but I I do enjoy it. I have enjoyed it, but I'm not I'm one of those guys going to go asking, hey, will you give me a rim job? I I just I kind of shoot what I shoot do and. In normal life, my normal sex life, I don't, like I said, I don't do, haven't done anal. Um, I've only shot, the only ring job I've seen I've ever done was for seeing fuck on camera. So, and the other time I, I ever had um, a ring job was off camera. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. It's definitely there. It definitely sells. Power to the people that want to do it a lot and sell it. I'm not one of those guys that's always doing it. Um, but I mean, it's, I'm sure it's going to be a time and place where I'm shooting more stuff like that. Cause I mean, Hey, the money's there is definitely something that people want to see. In a scene, what's your favorite position to perform for the camera? And does it differ from your favorite position off camera? Um, I think missionary is my favorite for both. And yeah, it's, um, I just like that. I had eye contact that you get missionary. And I think that's one position I look very good in. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, I think I'm going to go with missionary for both. And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? Um, my most frequent one is uh, mostly do facials. But I think cream pies are, are definitely the most fun. Yeah, like, it just, this is just a very good feeling, so that's how I feel about that. <laughs> how would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking? Just very hardcore. I'm, I'm a fucker for real. I'm, I like, I got a lot of energy. I got a lot of athleticism, and I bring that to um, my sex life. So when you're watching me fuck, it's definitely not boring. I'll give that. I'll say that. Now, you referenced the equipment earlier, so now it's time for the big question, a question that a lot of your fans, your supporters, they might be curious to know. How much is the Fit Freak? How much is CJ packing? About 9, 10 inches. Somewhere that range, yeah. When did you first realize that the equipment was um, not the typical equipment? Honestly, man, just having sex with women and just the, the reaction they get to it. 
you were getting a reaction like what you would see in the porno movies. Yeah, just every time I had sex, it's just, you have a big dick just every single time. Just like most girls I had sex with outside of porn, it's like, yo, you're the biggest dude I've ever been with. I just kept getting that. It's, it's not even surprising to me that it's like that. I mean, it got, yeah, it got to that point. So that's how that happened, really. And I realized, uh, yeah, basically, that I was bigger than normal. We talked about the pop shots a couple of questions ago. So I want to ask you, as a performer, as someone doing scene work, as someone who clearly you have to come on camera, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop for the camera? Do you do anything in particular to prepare for when you have to do a scene and come on camera? Um, not so. Um... I'll take vitamins and stuff, fish oil, um, the stuff that helps you come. I like um, eating a lot of pineapple, watermelon, good fruits. So um, that definitely helps with, um, and drink lots of water, man. Make sure that you're not fucking on an empty stomach, just stuff like that to make sure that you're going to be able to come, you know what I mean? So far in the almost year that you've been in the industry, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Uh, who uh, stands out in your mind as scenes that you were like, damn, that was a good one? Um, well, I, I shoot with mostly content creators, um, not necessarily people, porn stars. Um, but, I mean, I have shot with porn stars, but content creator-wise, um, that fit Paul was very fun. Cassie Bender was very fun. Um, Lana Wolf, who's, who's not, hasn't been too much, um, I mean, she's done a little bit, but she, she was very fun. She's done, um, some recent stuff with Brazzers. Um, yeah, those three to name off a few. Um, trying to think who else was in. Uh, Gracie Squirt, she's done a lot of, um, mainstream stuff. She was, she's such a sweetheart. So those just, the name of you. I'm sorry if I forgot you. Um, I still love y'all. <laughs> if I forgot you. Oh, uh, one more. Uh, Mama Blonde, she's an older lady. Um, very beautiful. Um, milf. Um, disrespectful. And even her her own daughter's been the, uh, doing OnlyFans. And she's kind of a good mentor to, um, to a lot of up-and-coming people. And she's a uh, uh, doing a lot in the game, so there's just a couple to name a few that I've worked with. Now let's work on the power of manifestation. Who have mm -hmm. you not worked with yet that you're looking forward to working with in the future? Who is that, on your wish list? That I already have on the schedule or um, or wish list? Like wish list. Um, let's go through some of the girls I follow. Um, oh, I, I've talked to Queen Rogue a couple times. She's definitely a, a legend. You, are you familiar with her work? Yes. Yeah, um, I've talked to her a couple times. She's definitely one, uh, one I want to shoot with very soon, hopefully this year. I think she, she was out of commission because she injured herself. Uh, so she's, she, it's crazy because a lot of these people that you grow up watching, they end up, they end up following me, you know what I mean, uh, since I've been in the game. So it's just crazy talking to women that um, that I actually grew up watching a lot and they end up um, interacting with me. Um, another girl that I'm excited to work with that um, I already got scheduled for um, Miami Exotica is um, Sub Girl. She's um, kind of one of those girls that's very friendly. I've worked with her friend. Um, one of her friends before, but she's definitely one of those content creators that um, I'm excited to work with, not only for the, um, the, I mean, of course, this porn is, and collaborating is good for reach and getting a new audience, but um, for the pure experience and the, the um, she, she seems like a very genuine person that 
I know I know hoes and, and porn stars and content creators get a bad name, but uh, people like that kind of embrace it and and turn it to something positive and make it not seem you know what I mean. And um, just excited to work with some um, bigger names like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else that. Um, I'm ex- that I want to work with because I want to shoot my shot with. Um, um, man, this I think I just my thing is I just need to keep growing. Um, once I get my name out, I come up household name. Um, I think I'll be able to shoot with whoever I want to shoot. That's the goals, man. I know I'm I know I'm up and coming, so I'm not gonna get those big names right out the front, like, out of my back pocket. But I'm in the future, I'm trying to just have Kazumi at my access, um, freaking Savannah Bond, hopefully, you know what I mean? Just mainstream performers that are being my my colleagues, not not just the, not specifically them, but just something to name a few. Just I'm trying to be in that um, circle where, um, where mainstream people recognize me as someone that kind of does my own thing, but um, I'm here to stay. I'm I'm professional. Um, I'm making noise, so that's how I feel with that. Man, you are on your way. Trust me. There's a lot of buzz around you. Trust me. You are going to get to that point. Believe me on that. That is 100% facts. Yes, sir. I appreciate the love. You're welcome, man. Yes, there are big things on the horizon for CJ. I know that. It's coming. It's coming. Believe me. All right, so we talked about your favorites. We talked about your wish list. Another thing that I want to ask you about is, are there any individuals in the industry? Are there any performers in the industry? Are there any people behind the scenes in the industry that you look up to? Are there any individuals that are already in the industry that inspire you in what you're trying to do with your piece of the pie in the industry? I want to give a shout out to um, my brother Jay. Um, um, you know Jay. He's he's a, a um a white cat. Um, he shoots with Chris Rail and the 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 two dads or something. Oh yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's one of the big names that kind of gave me a co-sign that that I really met and appreciate. I don't know him too well, but um. These guys that I look up to, because I'm trying to build up my song to that one day. But those guys got like years in the game, so I'm trying to do my time and create content and get a following to where I'm I'm making that type of um, noise in the game. But um, Jay is one guy I look up to, and um, my other brother um, Dan Damage. Um, Dan, me and Dan, um, we haven't talked too much, but that's a cat that. I just see, I see the consistent, you know Dan Damage? Oh, of course. He's all yeah. over the scenes right now, yes. Yeah, Dan, um, he's just a cat that is so consistent on Twitter. I see that man pop up on my freaking page every day, and I just admire his consistency because that is one of those things that you have to, um, to, to, I mean, OnlyFans and this work, it's about um, promotion and getting people to click on you and being able to grow. And that's one cat that I admire for being consistent in this shit because sometimes I get, I know I haven't um, been the most consistent with um, posting all the time. But, I mean, recently um, I've gotten a lot of content, so it's it's getting easier. But, like, I just admire the 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 content creators that are on um, social media posting every day because that that's the job in itself. It's it's uh, being able to come up with content and put some out damn near every day. It's not easy. Now let's shift the tone a little bit and let's get into some of the more serious issues in the industry. And I want to get your take on this, especially as a fresh face in the game. Are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars, porn performers, content creators that you would like to dispel? 
Man, I don't think I think everyone's their own own person, so I can't speak on all content creators. I feel like you know what I mean. Um, but I do know for myself, a lot of women just think that I'm some fuckboy that just wants to have sex with them. But I'm also a guy that loves genuine co- connection. I don't always have to shoot porn. You know what I mean? I can have fun. Um, so that's that's something that I've like. There's a woman that. I met on Twitter that I went and hung out for, um, hung out for a couple of days. You know, we sh- we did we had um, off camera sex. She does OnlyFans and she doesn't really do the whole um, whole collabing, whole porn thing at all. And, but I I um I think I get this misconception of myself that I'm just here to shoot porn. I I love genuine connections. I love just having fun. I don't I don't always need to have sex i'm one of those cats that's i'm i'm so about consent man like i'm not about to force you to do anything you don't want to do as a woman so i'm here for consent and um hey man i get enough sex if one woman don't want to have sex with me that that's not a problem in my books man there's so many women out there so that's my thing with that is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy um, I just don't enjoy hearing about, um, or like people, I don't like cancel culture, but it's also necessary for some situations, but there's a lot of people, um, throwing out, I know it's like, there's no room for sexual assault, but when all this stuff kind of came out in that, there's certain performers doing certain things. It's kind of crazy that people just come out of the woodworks and and just start. I mean, there's no, like I said, there's no room for it. But um, I don't know. I feel. I wish. Sometimes I wish the police were more involved. If there's actual issues with sexual assault, and I wish a lot of women were more, more um, went to the. Um, police with um, issues like that because I feel like they don't, you know what I mean? They they go to the Internet instead of actually um, putting a man in jail, you know what I mean? Totally. Well, well let's actually let's talk about it right now because I was going to ask it in a, in a moment, but since we're, we're kind of already talking about it, let's talk about cancel culture because as you said, you know, and, and it is true, like it is necessary in the industry. It, it's really great that performers are finding their voice and if there is somebody out there that is abusive on set or even off set, you know, whether it's physically abusive, uh, you know, um, emotionally and psychologically abusive or actual, you know, sexual assaults and that sort of thing. It's, I, I do like that performers are calling other performers out and uh, they are able to make sure that the trash is known and they are no longer a part of the industry and that people should not work with the trash. The only problem mm-hmm. with that is, you know, there is a an element of uh, people disagreeing miscommunications that lead to what I consider to be call-outs on social media. You know, if there was some sort of miscommunication about whatever, whatever, if there was a miscommunication about pay, if a performer didn't speak up, um, you know, in the middle of a scene and, and uh, you know, there was maybe a position or something that they weren't cool with, but they didn't speak up in the moment, but then they decide to speak up later on. I mean, it's, to me, it's very difficult um, to take people seriously if they're doing teeny tiny little call-outs about things that could have easily been rectified in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if it's something so egregious, I understand. Call that person out. Make sure everybody knows what a horrible mm-hmm. person that is. And they should not be getting work in the industry, whomever they are. Male, female, mm-hmm. anybody. You know, point blank, trans, anybody that's in the industry that's being a horrible human should not be in the industry. My concern is that there are a lot of people out there that are just, you know, they take some sort of miscommunication 
or a little thing that maybe their scene partner was not aware of, and then all of a sudden they try to cancel that person, and there's a huge pile-on with a call-out on social media. Right. I just, um, I I just wish people would, of course, people people like that don't belong in the industry. No, there's nothing that, um, just, it's not. I don't think it belongs anywhere in this industry. There's sexual assault, any of that is terrible. But all a lot of this, he say, he say, she say, it's kind of nuts. You know what I mean? You don't know what to believe half the time, and people just be throwing out some stuff. I, I like. I wish the court of law was more involved. Sometimes it shit actually went down, but I, like I feel like most of the time it's it's it doesn't even go there. So that's how I feel with that. As a black man in the adult industry, have you ever experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination, or microaggressions? Honestly, man, no. Like, I feel like being a black man, you're winning um, nowadays. Um, Think about black men in porn. We're very genetically gifted. And a lot of the porn stars will say to... um, that black performers are are the best. I don't know if that's true for like everybody, but a lot of them uh, say that, I, and I think that's part of um, our dick sizes, our genetics. A lot of us are very fit, so I don't. It's, I think it's a good time to be a black guy in porn. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the, I, a lot of girls. I mean, I can shoot with any race, man. Like I feel like we're winning in this. In this field right now. Something you've been referring to throughout this interview is something that I want to ask you about in this next question, and that is basically consent and safety on sets, on shoots. I just want to get your take mm-hmm. on what you do to make sure, you know, the sets and the shoots that you do are comfortable with whomever it is that you are collaborating with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just ask the no's before you even start the thing, what you're not comfortable with, and you don't break those no's. That's the big thing. People go past people's limits. People, people. that's the problem with some people. People um, push people past consent, past what they're comfortable with. I'm, I just, man, I don't want to see anyone not having fun on set. So, like, not all that stuff is just not called for, in my opinion. Um you try, like never in my life have I been turned on. I, I thought like the thought of someone not having fun while having sex that doesn't turn me on. I want to see their face light up while they're having sex with me. Man, I'm not one. That's why I don't. I don't get raped, man. Like you know what I mean. I don't. I don't, I don't get that. How a man can do that to a woman, or a man can do that to a man, whatever. Like in, in general. I don't understand how people can take advantage of somebody and enjoy it. That's, I just want to keep somebody safe and happy when I'm having sex with them. So that's my main goal. All right, let's move away from the serious stuff and let's focus back on you and your original content. Tell our listeners about what they can expect from your original content, from the content that you post on your OnlyFans. Man, I... My OnlyFans, basically what you're going to get is lots of nudes, lots of solos, lots of um, boy-girl porn, and a lot of fitness. I, I, um, I like being different in this industry. That's, I've seen that it's going to take me um, far, I believe. Um, a lot of these – what how you blow up and any – industry is being different so the aspect of me being um a porn star and also kind of in the fitness industry is something that helps me um with my only fans when you go to my only fans you're going to see porn and you're going to see me lifting weights so like i'm not a lot of people not a lot of people can say that um on their only fans like you you subscribe to my stuff you can see some um, great content on um, basically 
that's going to um, have to do with porn and nudity, and you're going to see me pushing on hella weight. So I like to say that um, I bring a different aspect to adult work. What goes into creating a good solo scene? Man, I think people like my solos for um, mainly because of my body, man. Like the years I played into the gym, kind of just it just it didn't skyrocket to be able to do solo work because a lot of solo work is born for people. People have to um, to de- depend on um, doing collabs a lot of the time. But me having a good body. Um, people really look forward to my solo stuff based on my my body type and seeing that stuff. So I contribute my lot of success to the years I put into the gym. And I encourage all um, creators to any, not even if you're a creator, I create, I encourage everyone, the whole the whole world, to um, get into fitness. Man, truly changed my life for the greater. So. Um, like I said, a lot of people do not like their bodies, man. I sit here, look at myself in the mirror, and I'm happy with myself. It just, it kind of comes easy to me, this content stuff, when your body is on point for me. I know a lot of people, I mean, even, I'm, I don't know, a lot of people can't say that in general, that they're they're happy with their, their body, but I'm going to say that the years that I put in, before I even thought I was going to do OnlyFans, before I even... Um, for this even work, like it all paid off. All this, um, kind of those things where, um, in life where I didn't want well, hobbies like being in shape, like all that hard work is it, kind of getting monetized now, and it's all worth it, you know what I mean? So, absolutely. How often do you update your OnlyFans? How often do you release new content? Oh, man, I'm I'm posting every day on OnlyFans. I'm so consistent with it because this is it's a big chunk of my money. So I'm on there posting every every day, man. Uh, I love posting every day and being consistent. Consistency is key to in this stuff. I've seen girls that aren't successful OnlyFans, and I feel like I'm successful because I'm on there posting every day. You can go into my OnlyFans, and there's going to be something that you can look forward to seeing. You know what I mean? Within the feed, in the messages, um, I'm a general good vibe. If you're cool with me and you're respectful to me, I'm respectful to you. That's the thing. Um, and a lot of the fans don't know how to talk to me because they, um, they just um, they don't know how to speak respectfully. But the ones that know how to speak respectfully and, and talk to me like I'm a human being first, those are the ones I get cool with, you know what I mean? The ones that support, the ones that show love, the ones that don't give me weird vibes, the ones that are genuine, the ones that treat me like a human first and and aren't just respect respect me as a human first, basically. Those are the fans that are going to get my attention, that are going to get my love. and that Because I'm, I'm all for people, um, whatever sexuality, do whatever the hell you want to do. But the, when it comes to me, you better respect me or I'm not, it's, I, they ain't going to get no respect for you. If you don't respect me, I'm not going to respect you. So that's that's my thing. If you show me love, I'm going to show you love. And until you switch up, I'm, I'm going to be right there being respectful to you. So, I mean, it don't matter who you are, what you look like, your sexuality, man, if you show me love, I'm going to show you love. And if you keep it real, if you keep it 100 the whole time, that's how I'm going to show, that's what I'm going to show back to you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure the listeners do as well. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're really glad that you respect all of your fans. And, mm-hmm. and I completely agree with you that the fans have to show the respect back as well. 100%. You know, it has to be an equal, mutually beneficial relationship, you know, from the content creator to the fans. Now, let's mm-hmm. give the fans a tease of the future. What type of content are you currently not doing that you plan on adding in the future? Is there anything in particular, a particular scene type, 
or anything in general that you currently aren't doing that you plan on implementing and adding to your original content in the near future? That's crazy. Um, I definitely want to do more, like, actual scenes in a gym, like actual sex. Get, maybe, maybe use private gym to do um, um, scenes in there, actual fucking in there. Um, in the future, I've, I've had a, a, um, a scene that went very, there's a lot of good numbers, big numbers on Twitter that um, basically role-playing, acting. I definitely want to do more acting within my scenes because people like to see that a lot. So I want to do that more also. But um, definitely um, more some actual gym stuff where I'm in a gym hopefully fucking and actually creating. That's that's a big goal of mine, having a crazy scene like that soon. So hopefully I can get that done for people. Awesome. That would be incredibly dope because there are mainstream productions that do do those scenes in the gym. But let's be real, and this is no shade, no offense to any of the male performers that do those scenes. Sometimes the male performers aren't necessarily gym ready when they do those scenes, if you know what I'm saying. And clearly you have the physique. So it it makes it even more, um, more real that you yeah. would be in the gym and you'd be seducing, like, let's say, you know, you're the personal trainer and she's your client and that sort of thing, or both of you are just in the gym and she catches your eye or you catch her eye. Like, all of that actually makes complete sense and adds to much more of the realism in the scene. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Now, let's talk about your physique. Let's talk about you and your relationship with the gym. You are a bodybuilder. You've been bodybuilding for how long? About 12, 13 years, somewhere in there. That's what's up. Have you competed? Lifting, compete. I mean, lifting consistently. Yeah, I've I've competed in the past. I was deep into um, bodybuilding, uh, trying to um, compete at the national level and stuff. But I kind of got away from bodybuilding because it, it caused a lot of depression for me, um, and honestly, um, I always wanted to do um, some type of influence um, stuff, internet stuff, and I don't know, porn just came to me at a crazy time, man. Um, bodybuilding, I'll always love to always be a fan, but I don't think it's something that I want to I mean, I, I'll, it's always there. I can always go and get my pro car one day because I do have the physique good enough to actually bodybuild. But um, that being on diet and all that stuff, it's it's one of those things where um, it's not easy, man. Being at low body, body low body fat, um, it's not healthy at all. You don't feel great. Um, you feel tired, you feel, um, you're exhausted, like, you need fat on your body, fat use, um, your body uses fat as energy, so being a low body fat, um, you just, you don't have the energy to function, and it's not a good feeling, it's, it, it kind of put me into this weird depression while I was trying to do bodybuilding stuff, and, um, I kind of got away with that, because, I wasn't just I wasn't making any money. Um, porn allowed me to make money and 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 the OnlyFans. Um, so I, I started getting older, man. You, these these women they want they want somebody that's gonna provide that's doing something. You know, like if that stat thing comes in again. Like um, I wanted to be something, so I definitely um, created a career for uh, doing this stuff and. Uh, I think my career is and being happy is more important than um, bodybuilding at this moment. Um, but, I mean, it's always going to be a, um, a love of mine. I love that. And, I mean, clearly fitness has been incredibly beneficial, not just for you in this career, but in your life. So, uh, yeah, props to you, man. Major props. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about CJ. I, hmm, people don't know. I, I graduated from Louisiana State University. 
Um, so. Oh, I actually graduated when um, Joe Burrow then won the um, national championship. So um, I was there um, for about five or five years going to LSU. So, I mean, like I said, both my parents are engineers. I grew up with very um, edu- with a very educated background. Um, I always knew I was going to go to college. I always knew I was going to graduate because that's what my parents wanted to do. That's kind of what I wanted to do. It's kind of crazy that I'm not even using my degree anymore. But it's also not crazy because I always wanted to do something on the Internet. I, I, I knew in, um, in college that I didn't want to work 9 to 5. Uh, I knew that I could go on social media and, and make money because I always had an influence. I always inspired people within fitness even before I got into doing more adult work. So, I mean, hey, everything happens for a reason. It's all, it's all good. You never know. I can always have an degree. If all, all this fails, I could all, I'll always go back to <laughs> having the career, honestly. So, I mean, I guess it's not totally waste, but, I mean, I, I like um, the fact that uh, I also have a brain on top of having good equipment. <laughs> Describe yourself in ten words or less. Ten words or less. Dang. Uh, hard-working motherfucker. That's all, that's all I got to <laughs> I like it. Now, as we start to wrap things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Five of my most favorite television shows. I got to go with SpongeBob because that's something I grew up on. Shout out to SpongeBob. Um, let's go with Naruto. Let's go with... Um, Fresh Prince, the one I grew up um, show. Um, what else? Um, what else did I grow up on? You know what? Let, let's let's go with Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers, that show. As a class scene, Mister Rogers was very impactful to the black community. He was kind of still with black people. Um. In TV times when black people weren't even accepted, so I'm, I'm gonna go with that just because I grew up on that and he showed love to black people. And lastly, let's go with um, that's another one. Some I'm basically I don't watch TV much anymore, but I'm just naming stuff I grew up on. Um, dang, a, a last one. What's a good last one I can name? All these shows I grew up on. Shoot, man, there's too many. And let let's go with um all that. Let's go with all that. <laughs> those are some if you if you grew up in my era, I'm sure you know some of those ones I named. But I don't That's, know all of those are throwbacks. I love it. Yes. Who are four of your all time favorite music artists? Four of my all time uh, favorite music artists. I wanna go with um Morgan Wallen. Let's go with um, um, NBA Youngboy. Let's go with Central C, and let's go with um, what's the name? Let's go with Rod Wave. What are three of your most favorite films? Um, let's just go with the whole Matrix series for the first one. Uh, and let's see who else. Matrix. Um, man, where did I grow up? Let's go with Holes. That gives me good memories. And let's go with... Let's go with the SpongeBob movie. Because <laughs> that's a classic old one. Again. What are two foods you can't live without? Chicken and um, rice. <laughs> Typical bodybuilder. Yeah, right. I was about to say that. Yes. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures in what realm? Just in general, you know, anything that you find decadent or indulgence. That I can't get enough of? Exactly. 
I'd have to say, um, shit, just porn, man. <laughs> it's kind of one of those obsessions that I've been had my whole life, and it's always been there. So I'll just, I'll just go with that. <laughs> I love it. What are you currently binging? Is there anything that you're binge watching on any of the streaming platforms? Not really, man. All I do is really watch. I watch YouTube. I watch a lot of um, oh, from all, all like a lot from fitness stuff to, to political stuff. I've not I'm really been watching any shows or movies. I'm 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 a YouTube guy. I like to sit there and watch YouTube because you can basically find any information on anything or anything you want on there. So I just sit there and watch that honestly. And it will be in all types around uh, different. What's next for CJ? What's coming up in the near future? I know that you referenced Exotica Miami in July, but what else? What can the listeners expect from you real soon? Man, just know that my OnlyFans is about to be ten times better than what it started at. I'm here for improvement as a man. You should always improve. And just know that if you saw my OnlyFans a year ago, it's not going to look the same as now. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting better at this stuff, man. I'm getting more consistent. I'm getting more content. It's it's just going to look different to the people that subscribed to me seven months ago and look at my content now, man. Um, I'm telling you that they're going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's been putting in work, like, for real. Like, so if you thought that my content was good then, boy, it's about to get crazy. Fantastic, man. All right. that That's quite the tease. I like that. Very nice. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, your official links on where they can get your original content? Hook them up with all of the important information. So my only fans is the Fit Freak with two Ks. That's where all the hot shit is, you already know. Um, but Twitter, Twitter is where I speak my mind. Um, basically, that is the Fit Freak 2 with two Ks and a 2 at the end, the number 2, not T-W-O. Um, basically, that's where I'm posting teasers. That's where I speak my mind. That's where I get updates in my life. Um, Twitter's the, been the platform where that, it's the main platform that I go to every day. Uh, I've been a TikTok guy, I've been an Instagram guy, but now I'm a Twitter guy. I love Twitter. It's my favorite platform right now. It's it's what works for me. That's, that's what I'm focused on growing right now because it's one of those platforms where it's, I mean, the Internet is a big place, and Twitter kind of makes the porn realm. It's very secretive, and that's what I like about Twitter. It's very – I can do a lot of work, and, um, you know, and I can feel like somebody, but – in the real world, nobody will know who I am. You know what I mean? On Twitter, I feel like you can have all this power in the world on Twitter, and you walk around in public, you're just a normal person. I, I, I like feeling like a normal person and knowing I still have an influence at the same time sometimes. So I, I do I shout out to Elon Musk. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? I just... If you enjoyed this interview, um, please subscribe to me because, hey, all the support and love and positive energy I get for, it definitely brings my day. Uh, I love fans that actually subscribe to my stuff. I always have my OnlyFans on sale. Like I said, it's the Fit Freak with 2Ks. Um, I always have my OnlyFans on sale. And I'm telling you that people get on my OnlyFans and – they see that it's it's not the same as my Twitter. I'm telling you, I'm showing a little bit more on my OnlyFans that you wouldn't expect to see. So, I mean, if you like a nice body, if you like seeing girls get railed, if you like seeing um, me lift weights, and if you just like seeing overall positivity, some motivation, I'm the guy to go to. I had one of my friends tell me that I inspired them to lift weights. So um, that that type of stuff really touches me. So I'm, I'm not I'm not only here for um, the eye and sexual pleasure and hitting busting up, but I'm I'm here to motivate. I'm here to um, inspire all that. 
I love the sound of all of that. And I will say for the listeners, because you mentioned they need to subscribe, y'all really do need to subscribe. There is a lot of really great content that CJ has on his OnlyFans. And you just heard the teaser. There's some more stuff coming, and there's some bigger, better, and greater stuff coming. So uh, stay tuned for that. Now, CJ, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. No problem, man. I actually appreciate you for reaching out. Um, this is the first podcast I've done in the industry. I'm sure there's going to be more to come. I've, I've had offers to do some, um, but, you know, not everything falls through, but I do appreciate the love. I'm sure some good outcomes are going to come out of this um, pod because I know you have a, a great reach. I know people are going to uh, sit here and actually want to get to know and hear what I have to say because a lot of these, um, they want to hear and um, see people's personalities on top of the the sexuality and the and the sexiness. And <laughs> we're not just all of our porn stars. We're not just um, we're not just a piece of meat. We have brains, so I'm sure people will realize that they're hearing that hearing this. And I've got to say. The door is open for more. You know, I'm incredibly appreciative that uh, one-on-one with Papi Chulo is now the home for your first ever interview. But there can be more on the horizon whenever you want to come back and update the listeners on what you've been up to, what you're doing, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it would be really great to be able to sort of follow your career in this business because I know for sure it, it's going to be a pretty damn good one. So uh, whenever you want to come back, you've got an open invitation. Appreciate the love, man. You're welcome. And uh, listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, CJ and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. We out. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.